Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is another monster day in sports. Everywhere you turn, there is stuff going on. The NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament action underway in the Sweet 16. We'll have more on that in a little bit. Of the Wilder home taking on the Canucks tonight. Bruce Boudreau is back in town, an old friend. We'll get into that in a moment. State Boys Hoop over at Williams Arena. Semi-final action in four underway. Park Center and Eastview in uh, the early game, and it is a tight battle between the number one seeded Pirates and the number four seeded Lightning. We'll continue to keep an eye on that. As you heard a moment ago with Paul in the sports, uh, the 3A championship game is already set, and that'll be Totino Grace and De La Salle Saturday night at the barn at 6 o'clock. Uh, so a lot going on. 1A, 2A semifinals tomorrow. Uh, our friend Dave Lee calling the games on Channel 45, and then all four title games Saturday at noon, 2, 6, and 8 p.m. over at Williams Arena. Speaking of hoops, Timberwolves got beat by the Phoenix Suns, and Phoenix shows why they're still the team to beat as they pulled away from the Timberwolves in the fourth quarter and really made it look easy pulling away from the Timberwolves in the fourth quarter last night. Uh, Timberwolves' tough stretch continues. There were good things in the game, but I, I, th- I think the Suns' size... Uh, really showed against the Timberwolves last night. And I think that's been a known weakness of this Timberwolves team, that, you know, big physical teams, DeAndre Ayton had a terrific game. Uh, the, the Timberwolves going to have some problems, and and they did in the fourth quarter last night. So the, the big stretch for the Timberwolves continues. You'll hear them all here. A news talk, E3OWCCO. And speaking of the Timberwolves, an hour from now, Chris Hine will join us and talk Timberwolves basketball. What do you saw last night 
and what he expects in the rematch with the Dallas Mavericks coming up Friday night. Our coverage begins at 6.30 to 7 o'clock. Henry Lake to follow with uh, Timberwolves tonight and late night, of course. Uh, twins uh, twins get it done. They beat the Rays today in the Grapefruit League 7-1. to Big story out of that one, Bailey Ober. Uh, he pitched very well, his spring ERA at zero, and a key guy of this twin starting rotation off to a very good start in this uh, abbreviated spring training. Uh, Byron Buxton, uh, Jorge Polanco, Luis Arise, Miguel Sano all played in the game today, and they got to get cranked up pretty quick because uh, the regular season and the home opener coming up on April 7th. More on the Twins, Phil Miller from the Star Tribune in about 30 minutes. But the Wild, they're uh, in this long homestand. Nine games here at the end of March, and they made a lot of lot of deals. Bill Guerin was very busy leading up to the trade deadline. Uh, they pick up a goaltender, a veteran goaltender, a future Hall of Famer at that. A uh, ton of news made. They had a big win over the Vegas Golden Knights, 3-0 on Monday night. They get a bit of a breather before they jump right back into it. Bruce Boudreau, Vancouver Canucks in town at 7 o'clock. Our producer, the Hammer Craig Schrepfer, spends a lot of time at the X in St. Paul, follows the NHL very, very closely. Hammer, I have a couple of thoughts up front. I want to get your thoughts. Number one, it appears that owner Craig Leopold, general manager Bill Guerin, realizing what the salary cap concerns are going forward. They've got a club that can get into the playoffs. They made some moves where they felt like, we're going to try and get on a run now. Yeah, I like what they did at the trade deadline. And let's start with the move they made a week earlier, getting Tyson Jills from uh, Colorado for Senator Nico Sturm. Sturm was an understood free agent. They probably weren't going to resign him. Well, Jills is a guy who was picked in the top 10 overall back in 2016. He's a skill forward that just didn't quite find his niche with Colorado. Hoping to change the scenery can uh, help him out here. And he's capable of being a top-nine forward in your front line. As for the other moves they made, again, the goaltender, Marc-Andre Fleury. We saw in February the struggles they had in goaltender. Their nets and Cam Talbot looked like he was fighting the puck. Their nets were Capocac, and they just didn't seize the job like well we're hoping they would. And so Garen looked at his team said, you know, you guys played well this year. I think you're capable of making a run. I'm going to do what I can to address the team help it out. And Marc-Andre Flores wants to come here and played a huge factor in that because, you know, Flores could have vetoed trade to anywhere. But the fact is close to Chicago and everything, close to his family, he has a connection with Garen or so. Getting him in net I think is going to play dividends for the Wild. And then getting a Jacob Middleton, a defenseman here. I mean, we saw that with some injuries on the blue line. They aren't very deep back there. And Middleton there's got a little snarl, a little sandpaper. And you need guys like that if you're going to make a playoff run. You need guys that are nasty to play against. And that's what a guy Middleton can bring to the table. Yeah, and, and there there's no doubt bringing in a little grit is going to help because I, I think anybody who watched any wild hockey that uh, Kirill Kaprizov was on the receiving end of some dirty tricks. And there's one thing that hasn't changed in the NFL. You, you, you've got to in some way, shape, or form protect your scores uh, in your elite scoring, and the wild have elite scoring, and, and you got to have guys – somewhere on that bench that are willing to go out and and give payback. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why Nicholas Deloria is brought in from the Anaheim Ducks. Yep. I mean, he has a little sandpaper, a little snarl. And the key with Deloria there is, like, he can settle scores now, so Marcus Foligno doesn't feel like he has to. This gives Foligno on the ice where he's a good top-nine forward. He's got some skill and everything. It just gives the Wild a more balanced roster going forward. I mean, am I, are they Stanley Cup favorite now? I won't go that far because I still think Colorado and Calgary are above them. 
But if they're playing St. Louis and Nashville in the first round, I feel better about that matchup now than I did a week ago. Yeah, and Bill Guerin's been very consistent on one front, my opinion. He said, we're going to make moves that are going to help the team, not only now, but are going to make us better in the future. The only thing I would say maybe isn't so true about that is now you have two veteran goaltenders. Who's the goalie of the future? Flurry isn't going to play it forever. Talbot isn't going to play it forever. They're, they're both on the back end of their careers. That's got to be a bit of a concern down the road. I think that's a concern as well, and that'll be addressed as offseason. I mean, first of all, the question is, how much does Flory want to play? I mean, Flory's kind of taking it year by year. He can see want to play next year or the year after. But we got to see how that plays out. And like you said, there are camp concerns there as well. If you bring oh, back yeah. Flory, you probably have to make some moves, and that might mean a guy like Kevin Fiala or Matt Demo playing elsewhere next year. So they got to factor that in as well. Yeah, and, and that, to me, stands out because without goaltending, and I think Garen's hand was forced. It was like, if, if this club's going to have a chance, with what we're facing salary cap down the road, this might be our And I'm not saying they don't have a chance next year or the year after, but it is going to be very difficult with the salary cap concerns. You're not going to be able to keep this entire group together. So see if they can make a run right now. A couple of veteran goaltenders uh, can't hurt. They've both been through the battles. No one more than Flurry. I mean, there's there's no doubt he, he is a Hall of Famer, and if he can catch lightning in a bottle, they might be able to steal a series or two. And then who knows? I mean, anytime you can add a Vezina Trophy winner that's been a yeah. part of three Stanley Cup winning teams, I mean, you have a chance to add a guy like that, you do it. And I think Flory's there. Now you got a goaltender that's capable of stealing a game. And sometimes that's all you need is a goaltender that can steal a game to swing a series your way. So I'm anxious to see what happens this postseason. I can't wait to see Flory in net on Saturday night against Columbus. Yeah, he will not go tonight. It'll be Cam Talbot again. But it, it was interesting. They made the move, and, and Cam Talbot had as good a game is he's had all season against Vegas on Monday night. You know, sometimes you need to move like that, just give you a kick in the pads and everything to uh, make you <laughs> step up a notch or so. And, you know, Talbot answered the bell. He had a nice little shutout, and having a shutout, he deserves to play tonight. He deserves to be in there as long as he's shutting people out or so. And, you know, Flory can motivate him to step up his game. That makes the wild goal today a lot better than it was a month ago. NHL coaches, uh, they, they generally don't have a very long shelf life. Bruce Boudreaux, very popular when he was in town, now at the Vancouver Canucks. But uh, he, he was definitely a fan favorite, a media favorite. Uh, Boudreaux's one of my favorite coaches in the league. Just, you know, he's great for a quote. He's just a good human being. I was bummed when Garen made the move to move on from him. But, you know, Garen as a GM has the right to bring in his own guy. Yep. And Dinovs has done a nice job coaching the Wild, so I can't say he made the wrong move. But having Boudreaux back behind the bench of Vancouver is a win for the NHL. Yeah, I, abs, absolutely. And he's still involved, I understand, in the Blue Ox, the junior team that, that plays out of Coon Rapids. Yeah, he's got a team there. I think he's also involved with the junior team in Hershey, Pennsylvania as well. So he's uh, involved in all aspects of hockey, apparently. Yeah, and the Blue Ox are on a run this postseason as well in, in their league. So Bruce's got to be happy about that. So Canucks Wild tonight in St. Paul. There is a lot more on the hockey front. Jess Myers is going to join us from the rink live in a moment, get you up to date on the NCAA hockey tournament. There's already good news for a couple of Minnesota teams. Minnesota State beat Harvard. UMD advances. Minnesota will not play until tomorrow. We'll get into all of that with Jess in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. There's the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. There's the NCAA Men's 
hockey tournament underway. Two Minnesota teams victorious already. Minnesota State beat Harvard 4-3 to in Albany. Meanwhile, UMD took down Michigan Tech uh, 3-0 out in Loveland, Colorado. Minnesota will play tomorrow. St. Cloud State will play tomorrow. And Jess Myers joins us from the rink live. And he has got a gorgeous view in Worcester, Mass. Jess, I mean, what does a room like that cost, the rink live? I, you know, I, I don't even know. I'm hoping I'm getting some kind of media <laughs> rate or something here. But, yeah, I'm looking out at uh, a chain link fence. A bunch yeah. of old cinder blocks, uh, some pavement. Uh, Worcester, Massachusetts is one of those former big-time textile mill industrial towns here on the East Coast. And, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's comparable to the view of the Rockies I had last year when the Gophers went out to Loveland, yeah. Colorado for the regional. But uh, we're excited. We're here. They get the defending national champions in game one. Uh, UMass, which is about 60 miles from its campus, so UMass is expecting a good crowd here. But Bob Mosco told me today that's perfect for them. He said they needed to get back on the road. They haven't played a road game since February 19th. More than a month they've been sitting at home. And, hey, we all like being at home, but, uh, but uh, sometimes you, you're better off being in a hotel, bonding with your team, getting away from everything, all the distractions, and just focusing on hockey. All right, a couple of things on this Minnesota trip to Wooster in a game against UMass, the defending champs. Do you feel like it was a fair draw? Is, is everyone comfortable with where they ended up? It's one of those deals where if the Gophers would have beaten Michigan last weekend when they played uh, the Wolverines for the Big Ten title in Minneapolis, the Gophers probably would have been going out to, to Loveland, Colorado again. They would have gotten a little bit more favorable draw, but it's one of those things where you just, you know, you got to play your way in. Gophers had that opportunity. They lost the game. They played a, a decent game, but they lost it. So, so they get sent out here. Now, if you ask Bob Motzko about the draw and about the fact that you have to go to Massachusetts and play the University of Massachusetts in what is effectively going to be a road game, he said, quite simply, show me the easy game in this bracket. There, there, there are no easy games when you get down to the final 16. So anybody can beat anybody. And they just said, you know, this, this is playoff hockey. Let's do it. Let's line up and play. Yeah. And the goal is to stay out East. Ultimately, I know they will come home uh, ahead of the frozen four, but get it done in Worcester and you head back out East for the frozen four. Yeah. It was weird uh, flying into Logan airport in Boston last night, getting a rental car and thinking, I'm going to be back here in two weeks for the Frozen Four because that's, that's something that I cover every year regardless of, of who's in it. This will be my 29th Frozen Four out in Boston. And i got to say, Steve, this is a great area to have this stuff. You know, as, as much as people complain about having to travel and having to go to the East Coast, this is an area where they know hockey, they love hockey, they're passionate about the Bruins. You know, it, it's a weird year in that we don't see two of the kind of usual suspects in Boston University and Boston College. They seem like... They're in the NCAA tournament every year, and they're not here this year. But in their place, we've got teams like UMass and, and UMass Lowell, which is out in the, the Lovewood Regional, and, and Northeastern, uh, another Boston team, which won uh, the Hockey East Championship in the regular season this year. So kind of some new blood in there, and that's kind of fun to see as well. Jez Myers joining us from the rink live. He's joining us from Wooster, where the Gophers will play tomorrow in uh, – the opening game against UMass, and that's a 5 o'clock start our time. A couple other thoughts about that uh, Gopher game, Big Ten championship against Michigan. Uh, they, they struggled a bit in period number two. Now they bounced back, but 
Give us your thoughts on that because there was a huge crowd at Mariucci Arena. It felt like the good old days. And I don't want to say they laid an egg, but it didn't go particularly well. It was one of those things where they played – it was a crazy start, first of all. The Gophers score like you know, 30 seconds into the game on, right. on a breakaway. So that crowd is in full throat getting going. You think, oh, boy, here we go. And literally on the next shift, Michigan answers back and says, hey, you know, we, we can punch back too. And then the unfortunate thing that happened in the first period was the Gophers got essentially an own goal. One of their defensemen was trying to steer the puck wide. He winds up steering it right into the top corner of the net. You hate to see that, you know, in, in any sport because, uh, you know, the kid felt bad about it. But as other members of the Gophers said, you play hockey long enough, that's going to happen. So Michigan took the lead that way. And then, you know, take nothing away from Michigan. They're a fantastic team. And, you know, one of the more talented teams we've seen all season. They're the number one seed in the NCAA playoffs for a reason because they've got an incredible collection of individual talent. They really took the game over in the second period. It got fun in the third because, you know, the crowd was really into it. Unfortunately, we saw some stuff thrown on the ice. You can't have that. You know, no, no. No, no, none of that crap going on. You know, don't throw stuff on the ice. I don't care where you are. But then, you know, in the final minute of the game, the Gophers pull their goalie. They get two power play goals. So it, they made it close. And that's one thing the Gophers really have going for them right now is their power play has been fantastic here in the last about month and a half um, after some struggles early in the year. Uh, when another uh, when another player is in the box, uh, the Gophers have been pretty good. Um, about the other Minnesota clubs in this, and, and in all Minnesota Frozen Four is still in play, we, we should add. I, I mentioned at the top UMD advances, they beat Michigan Tech. Minnesota State, they get the W beating Harvard 4-3. to three. And I, I don't care what year it is, Scott Sandlin up at UMD, they, they find a way. I, it, it was really extraordinary. Here's what we need to find, Steve. This is the great mystery. Where, and we know it's someplace in the Twin Ports. It might even be in Superior. It might uh, you know, be on Park Point. We don't know. But somewhere, there's a switch that Scott Sandlin has. <laughs> and he just flips it at this time of year. And they all of a sudden... Stop giving up goals. They, they, you know, uh, the joke is just pencil in two to one for the score anytime the Bulldogs are in the NCAA playoffs because it seems like that's the score. Well, today they get a shutout. Ryan Fanti, who was the goalie in the year of their conference, a kid out of Thunder Bay, he gets his third consecutive shutout. They, 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 uh, they shut down Michigan Tech. And in fairness, tough play for Michigan Tech because Brian Hallinan, who has been their best player all season, he's a Hobie finalist. He's out of Delano, Minnesota. Uh, he got tossed right away in the game for a check from behind play. That really oh. hurt the Huskies. But, uh, but so Fanti gets another shutout. And Kobe Roth, a kid who played his high school hockey in Warroad, my hometown, he gets two goals for the Bulldogs. And here they are. They're one game away from the Frozen Four again, which would be, I believe, their fifth straight trip to the Frozen Four if they can get there this year. Just an incredible run by the Bulldogs and Scott Sandlin. Yeah, absolutely extraordinary. Minnesota State, another fine year. They get the W already, and they'll get either North Dakota or Notre Dame in Albany, and that game will be on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and and that's a good one that's going on right now. North Dakota and Notre Dame are tied 1-1 going into the third period. Uh, You know, I I joke that UND is going to win it either way. We we, we just don't know which UND is going to win it. But North Dakota are reeling a little bit because they got beat in the semis of the NCHC tournament. They've been dealing with injuries all, all year. And Jake Sanderson, who's one of the top defensemen in college hockey, just hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's out this weekend. He's not playing for them. So that really hurts North Dakota. Notre Dame plays that lockdown defensive style that we see in the Big Ten all year. And that's the kind of hockey that seems to work in the playoffs. But 
one of those teams is going to emerge and they're going to get a shot at the Mavericks uh, with the winner going to the Frozen Four. And that would be another huge one for Minnesota State, which has had a great season, finally broke through last season, got to its first Frozen Four, and uh, has been ranked at or near the top of the standings all season. So you got to wish best of luck to, to Mike Hastings and his club. Just a, a really fun story there. Finally, St. Cloud State, we only got about 30 seconds. Uh, they're going to be underdogs against Queen of Piac. Queen of Piac's a tough team. And, and you know, you see what Rand Pecknold has done there. Good yeah. recruiting. Uh, the Huskies have some bite in them, though. Keep in mind, they went to the national championship game last year. So uh, don't count them out. This is a playoff. Anything can happen, and it always does. All right, Jess, it's always great. Thanks. Uh, the Rink Live, Jez Myers from Wooster. Enjoy the view. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Steve. All right, there he is. Jess Myers does an outstanding job uh, covering the Golden Gophers in college hockey at large. So there it is, St. Cloud State, Quinnipiac. Uh, tomorrow night they'll be in Allentown, and then Minnesota and UMass, 5 o'clock our time from Wooster. And UMD's already advanced, and Minnesota State has already advanced. So good stuff. Twins win. They beat the Rays 7-1 to in the Grapefruit League. Bailey Ober uh, pitched well. Coming up, we have all the news, all the weather. Following that, uh, we'll talk more Twins. Phil Miller joins from the Star Tribune down in sunny Florida. And then uh, later in the hour, Timberwolves in the spotlight. We'll talk some golf tonight, some high school hoops, and, of course, NCAA. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 